jam. Let's jam. Do, 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 do. I haven't seen the, the Netflix one. I want to see it. It's probably a little different. JR's gone. Um, I'm here too. <laughs> All right, welcome. I should really like JR. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Back a little bit so I can, so you can see me. Um, I got to gluten my head a little bit or something like that. I don't know. Uh, anyways, camera issues, figured out what, why it was overheating and everything. I got to figure out a solution. I will soon, but this, uh, problems with, uh, technology, with technology doing, doing a live. So, uh, all right. So let's get started I, with the captain. Go ahead. If I go back, it breaks the illusion. Look. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't uh, work. Oh yeah. I'll fix it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, um, as I break, ruin everyone's hearing for a moment. Um, let's get started with questions and answers. So this is, uh, these are questions that are answered, asked by the, the community live here when we were doing the first section. Um, so if you wanted to watch that first section and want to talk about, talk about chair design fabrications, which you can, uh, you know, the, the whole story, some story behind it, some of the, the models and such. Uh, as well as the new ideas, uh, new new ship updates, and of course, Jump Town. So if you want to check that out, it's right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can listen to this on the podcast. Um, the podcast format, it's the previous episode. Um, so let's get started with uh, questions. Pulling up the first question, which is from... Okay. Midnight Black SC, who asks... You know, I thought I knew it all. My fleet was complete. I had every ship I wanted for at least CCUs to get them. Uh, then they added a med bay to the 600i, and now I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> Seriously, though, it seems like the 600i is way overpriced, um, and it just helps getting uh, justified a little. What what does this mean for the Aquila? Is that ship in a good place for its price? Uh, and if not, what can they do to make it better? <sighs> I don't know. You're fundamentally yeah. talking about the problem with all origin ships, yeah? They're overpriced, yeah. but and you're over defended, so you kind of get what you pay for. Um, I my main problem with origin, you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong here. I just think it's the gameplay, they just don't have the gameplay to match their price tag right now. They don't, I think eventually they will, yeah. but I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I think in terms of like the Aquila, I think the Aquila is fine. The Aquila needs an interior rework, but all the Connies need an interior rework because it's like Great. Gen, they're Gen 4 and that Gen 4 was made in 2016. <laughs> so it was made for a completely yeah. different game. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, at one point the, the Constellation was Chris Roberts's favorite ship. So I, I know that it's going to end up getting a rework just because of that, but we don't know. I when. think it's like the old Hornets though. I mean, all the old Hornets that are still in the game, you can't look at them and go, how do these even work in this game now? They are mm. just like, they're, they're like 16 pixels. It's the hello. You know why it's not getting one and it'll be after Squadron 42 because they used it as the AI test bed. So therefore it's in Squadron 42 at some point and they've got work where they've got it working now. Mm. If they redo it all, they have to redo all that work. It's, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um... All right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually think the 600 AI is going to go up in price. If it's getting a size, uh, a tier two medical bed, mm. it's going to go up. That's a respawn bed. Better not. So, 
that's what they said. They said it's getting a medical bed and it's going to be comparable to the other explorers, which means it's tier two, which means it's respawn. But it's only one variant. It's not yeah, both it's, variants. It's just the explorer. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah but the turning is going to be a luxury variant, so it's going to probably just get the same price hike. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. luxury. Luxury. I don't think, I don't think Origins need any more price hikes. They're really no. too expensive. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to make a, a, a bold statement and say that all ships right now are going to go up in price in the next two oh, years. Yeah. Every single ship is going to, even the, the humble Auroras and the Mustangs are going to go up in price in the next two years. Look what happened to the whole series, Paul. That yeah. just tells you that straight away. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Othamon, who asks, question, will you always do the um, the 1 to 500 dioramas, or are those, ones, uh, the, are those the ones that are limited? Uh, yeah, so the anything that's a diorama, we basically have two products. We have kit models, dioramas. All the kit models are limited to 500 units each. The dioramas are unlimited. So we will just continue to make the dioramas indefinitely until people stop buying them. And this, uh, this is so, a diorama, for those who, who are wondering. Like, this, this is yeah. a diorama compared to the kit model, which is the Carrick. Hmm. So. Our, our, our logic behind that is the kit models have, you know, the, the really fancy boxes with the sleeves and all the instructions and all that, on all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas the dioramas, with their in clamshell packaging, few cards on the inside, that is something we can keep manufacturing quite easily on just a few machines. Yes, this, thank you. This, this, this yeah, is a diorama so, kit, so. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the packaging first, is a lot easier to keep is... rolling on and on and on. And yeah, it's, it's like we're, yeah, that's it. And like when we have the artwork done for those boxes, we have all 500, well, we have like 550 printed, so we've got a few spares. We don't then want to then have any more of those printed because it'd be a hugely expensive second run. Whereas the diorama cards, it doesn't matter what the designs on those cards are when you order them. You just order like 2,000 cards. You can be a mixed design. So it's a lot easier to keep the, the dioramas going indefinitely. So no, they are not limited. Okay. Um, Execute, uh, you asked before about being shit at painting, and JR said uh, that just make it metallic. Here's an example. Um, this is the uh, regular <laughs> That is just like matte. Just make it metallic. <laughs> yeah. Matte metallic. And this one, actually, I think it comes... Apart? Yes. Uh, they, yes, they do. Yeah, so right. you've got all the interior in it. Yeah, you got, you got a f- uh, functioning interior as well. So mm-hmm. all, all of those. Fully modeled. Those, those, kit, kit, all, those, those kit freelancers all have those function, those in fully modeled interiors. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. they do. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Next question comes from Gin and Tonic for JR, who asks, um, you said it takes 21 hours to do a Carrick print. That seems long to me. Are you using monochrome printers? Uh, a monochrome monochrome is FDM, is it not? Or is that an SLA? I don't know. So we use Formlab Form 2 laser printers. Um, yeah, so he's talking so... about um, there's two type of techniques. There's the cheaper ones for resin printers. So something like an Elgu Mars. They use a... Oh, that uh, has a screen. And they have the new monochrome screen, and then they've got the D. I think it's DSL or DLR or something like that. I can't, I've forgotten the, the the acronym, but that's what the Formlabs are. They're the better one, the one that you're using. Yeah. So it, it, it's like everything else. Formlabs come up with a. They have SLS technology, which is um, low latency stereolithography. I think 
but it's just like they all come up with like a TM, you know, they, they all come up with their own trademarky uh, names. But yeah, so ours are all, uh, they don't have uh, screens inside them. They have a, a laser that tracks the, uh, that tracks the image. And it, it, it's interesting because when you're talking about MLA printers, um, DLP, you have, DLP yeah. was the acronym, sorry. Oh, DLP, oh, yeah. D yeah. DLP yeah. Is, is like in projectors, but it's basically an array of mirrors yeah. that flips on and mm. off, but then you're limited mm. in resolution to basically what the, the resolution of the mirror array is. With the laser, I think yeah. you could get much finer. Yeah. But, that, but there is a huge price difference, is there not? Like, I, I don't know if you care to share the yeah. price of those printers, but I know uh, they're like, yeah, well, they're almost 10 grand or something. Uh, well, yeah. the the Formlabs Form Threes with their warranties are four and a half thousand a piece. Um, so that's UK. So they they are they are not cheap printers by. The, but the, so the reasons that they're expensive: one, they're amazing printers. Um, two, we run them twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. They have a one hundred percent duty cycle. They just print forever. Whereas hobbyist printers. You know, like the LQ Masters of the fantastic printers. Yeah. I, I try and print constantly for a month on one without start and, and see how well it goes. And that's no, what I, I mean. They, a month solid of printing would kill its screen. Uh, you know, I think that's what a lot of people would say that they've ever done 3D printing before is that they, um, you get what you pay for and they yeah, definitely absolutely. are not to the same. You, you have to do a lot of maintenance uh, to get them, to keep yeah. them going. No, absolutely. And it's then this is the thing interesting, the LQ Mars and stuff, the, the difference between those sort of printers and the types that we've uh that, that we use isn't necessarily the quality you can get out of them as a model. It's how hard you can push them and how hard you can use them as a production printer. And that's mm -hmm. what you, that's the, the main thing you're paying for. The Formlabs printers are consistently brilliant without maintenance. You can swap the that's resin in them in a minute. You, you know, you've got all these things. And the, the other thing with, with layer height as well, a lot of people sort of uh, judge the, the quality of printers by their layer height. It, mm. It's also about the, the, so the your layer height is your Z axis. It's also your X, Y axis. So the lasers mm. are so much smaller than the pixels on the, the monochrome and, 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 and screens. They're so much smaller. So you can get that X, Y resolution so much smaller than you can with um, um, yeah, the camera, a screen printer. Yeah, I've got an unpitted um, arrow here, and hopefully it will focus in on it. These, and... these cameras are not going to do it justice, Dodge. You'd literally need to there have. We go. Like, there we go. <laughs> you, almost, you can see you, you can almost... see the rivets on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Do you know what would be really good, JR? And you could get a bunch of photos done, but like get an Elgu Mars, get like a, a DLP. Well, you think I'm yours. here? <laughs> Yeah, 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 and show them because you need that to see that because this is not something you can print at home. So yeah. if you were just to put up the models, it would be a subpar uh, print. Not not only that, but the, the thing I, oh, these are just things I've noticed today. You also talked about the the clear resin canopies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Putting yeah. the magnets in, like th there's a lot of extra work Here's there one. that is. Just, yeah. Here's one. Um, the clear resin. Come on, focus. Yep. Oh yeah, you should be able to see the little pilot inside if Dash go so to focus. But yeah, I, no, and, and this is the thing. And it's, I, I won't take anything away from hobbyists and hobbyist printers and all this. Stuff. There are some amazing printers out there. You can do some amazing print jobs and stuff on it. I will say, 
Um, does Dosh have all of them? Sort of. He's sitting in my office. <laughs> so that's why he has them all. <laughs> he's literally in the room we make them in. Um, so the, the printers are over there, the all nine of them, and they're worrying away. Yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest difference between genuinely between our models and the vast majority of other people's models that have been printed in the community is the files that went into that printer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we spend six to nine months creating those files of those, you know, of those ships. Now, I'm not going to say that no one else in the community has not done amazing models as well. Westbrook Drew, engineer, has done some amazing models, his reclaimer, his hammerhead. That's why they work for us now. You know, we have brought it. I, I, when, when we got the uh, job to do the Kraken and we knew we needed to do 3D printed models, I just went, right, I found all the people that I thought were the best in the community, went, come here, and just sort of like, just dragged them in. And Unji uh, did a load of design work for us. Westbrook produced some design work for us. Uh, you know, they, we still work really closely now, you know, making these models better with new techniques and technology. And we also have another... A fantastic group of people in, in James Stormtrooper and, and these other volunteers that work with us to help us extract the model from the game because that's the other thing. CIG do not give us anything. Um, you know, there is no there is no master model, there is no high poly model. Yeah, we have CIG, to get everything out of the game ourselves. Not that CIG does not give you anything. CIG does not have anything because the no, things are made. The way they are displayed in game, which is mostly the details are mostly parallax occlusion maps, which are not raw geometry, and you can't print maps. All right, we're going to move so, on yeah, to the next we, question. We do, we do an awful lot to get this to work. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is another question for you, JR. Uh, will the Odyssey, uh, when the Odyssey, when the Odyssey comes out, will it get a model kit? Oh, you're damn sure it will. I I can't <laughs> wait to do the Odyssey. Uh, the Odyssey is like the the Odyssey is just the the, the Carrack on crack, isn't it? So yeah. it, it's it's not too much longer than the Carrack. Yeah, you know, look at this is this is the really boring thing when when new ships come out. I there's part of half my brain goes, do I want it to play it in the game? But my other half of my brain goes, oh, but can I make a model of it? And it's just like as soon as I see stuff, it's just like, oh, will this make a good or a bad model? It's like when the MSR came out, it was like. Ben, you've made her too fat. She's now too big for a one to two hundred model, and it's quite for one to five hundred. <laughs> but the um, but the Odyssey is like, oh yeah, it's not too much longer than the than the Carrick, but it's it's bulkier. It's very misc. Yes, definitely, that's still well within our uh, manufacturing capability. So yes, that will be want, high on the list when it comes. The, the, the to question, little, mag little magnetic uh, little magnetic uh, prospector to put it in place. <laughs> oh, there will, there'll, there'll already be a one to five hundred prospector, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, yeah. It'll, oh, no, I mean, I, but, but I want it for the hangar. I want it for the hangar yeah. of the. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, no. So it will, so, fit, like, it will fit in anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so oh, okay. if you have a prospector which will be yeah. one to five hundred, it'll be it'll fit in the hangar oh. of it. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I mean, you can play you can play the game with that game with the carrot because you can put an arrow in the in the uh, carrot. So provided you've got its landing gear down, but its wings folded down, because that's oh. the only way it fits in. But you can actually do all that 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 sort of testing with with our models, which is quite fun. I will say though, what very quick Odyssey question: whether you're a fan of the ship or not, what ship would you take with you? Because I would take a Terrapin. Yes, so long range scannery type. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't take a Prospector. It already has its it already has its arm. Take a terrapin. Do the long range scanning to find the container. Go get it. Or 
a Hornet mm-hmm. tracker. Mm. Oh yeah, that's quite yeah. Because you get then you yeah. get the long range scanner and you get some firepower. Mm. So you have you have some defenses yeah. right there. Yeah, no, that's a good show. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. But but, but the Hornet, tra- Hornet tracker is small enough that he could fit another ship next to it in the hangar. A, tr- a terrapin and a hornet possibly because yeah. hornets aren't big yeah. i mean no to be, to be honest the terrapin is a lot smaller than i always think it is you might yeah. be able to get both of them if you get a prospector yeah. and you might be able to if you're a good pilot you might be able to get both everyone them. knows paul's just going to take like six mpuvs with mining arms go fly my fripperties <laughs> <laughs> back, back, back to the back to the MSR. You know how people kept saying that um, it looks like a, one of that gamery mouse mice. Yeah. Mm. In, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In one to, to five hundred, actually, kind of just like, it is a mouse. Kind of, <laughs> like a mouse. It's got a left click and you got a right click, and you know you could put the mouse wheel here, and it's like, mm, yes. I have There's genuinely done opportunity. that a couple of times out of the corner of my eye, thinking it was my mouse. You should make one for a very common mouse where you can just take it off and put the MSR put, 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 put the, the, put, put the shell on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. so the, the second part of that question from Aventor was, will you also add a sign reading Carrick Killer? And for the model. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, tell you what you can, I'll tell you what you can do. I'll tell you what you can do. So one of the things that, one of the things that we have on our website um, is our own little website currency called JREX. Um, and you, you, you earn JREX by buying models from us, referring people, we give them away a lot on stream, all the rest of it. And you can use your JREX to buy exclusive extras. Now, you can't buy these extras with real money. You can only buy them with JREX. But what, like we do uh, like artwork prints and all this sort of stuff. But one of the things you can use that, those JREX for is have personalized boxes. So you could have your Odyssey box and just have Carrick Killer lasered into the box. Um, so yeah, but, you, you but could the have the one, box customized with that on. The only one with the water slide decal that says Carrick Killer it, that will be John Paul's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, wait, Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, there's there's, there's I've three a... beer cans on my desk. That's that's what I'm blaming. <laughs> I've actually got a um, an idea for a t-shirt, Paul. Um, mm-hmm. And I want it like like a you know how you do the lawman stuff. So it's a poster though, like a like a Wild West poster that says "Wanted Carrot Killer Paul Jones five hundred dollars." I will make I will make that shirt and I will send it to the UK to Paul Jones so yeah, you can yeah. wear it. And, yeah. you know. I think that'll be awesome. <laughs> Um, good little pun there. What were you saying, Jer? I I just I I love PJ. He is an absolute he's an absolute star. I, I mean, so many of the ships that we have in game are have come out of that man's mind, and mm-hmm. it's just I I I love how he he has to say he was on a, he was on a, a, a podcast a while back. Well, when we launched the TR, because what he was, he's a huge Tumbrel fan. He has the first RC and is currently painting it at the moment. So it looks absolutely stunning. Uh, but uh, he, he said to us, um, he wants a flying saucer in Star Citizen. And every, every, at least once a quarter, when he's putting all the like different ideas here to Chris, I mean. he'll, he'll try and get a flying saucer on it. So you know that original, do you remember the original raft um, it, concept? It, it has it to have tractor beams like, so you can pick yeah, up cows. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he desperately wants a flying saucer and Chris never goes for it. And I don't know whether Chris is now trolling him because he just he, he knows he really, really wants a flying saucer in the game. Uh, but it's like the whole Star Wars one because the, um, the, the pirates have a flying saucer in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. It's just like you've yeah. got to have a flying saucer. You've got to have a flying saucer. I can. I, I, lore is it. easy. It's just. It's just a uh, a Jian ship. It's or not a Jian ship. It's, it's a yeah, uh, exactly. A, a Tavaran ship and a Tavaran or a Banu mm. ship right there. Mm. Um, yeah. Banu ship would be hilarious because the Banu don't have history. So it's like, why do you have a flying saucer <laughs> that looks like it was seen on can Earth you? in the twentieth century? We don't know. You can literally have the UFO ship picking up the space cow. Like I can see yeah. the shirts. I want. Oh. I want to believe. I, I want to Banu yeah, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, just, I just I want to remember. I want to remember. Maybe 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 the entire technology of the Kathak is um, early twentieth century human sci-fi. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the next question. Um, Del Enor asks: CIG often sneaks small updates into patches, such as further combat tuning or microtext clouds. Are there any you wish to think? Uh, are there any you wish or think would show up in three sixteen? Uh, let's start with you, Darge. Oh, the hacking thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. on the roadmap, but it it kind of sounds to me, hmm, being the armchair developer that I am, mm -hmm. um, kind of doesn't sound to me like it's a very difficult thing to implement and tack on top of what we already have in terms of uh, um, item interaction but you know just, I, I speaking of props the, those um, those hacking keys is something that you could be doing that's not a gun but it's a mm -hmm. handheld thing yeah oh they look really cool actually yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 they kind of remind me of those access cards from alien you know you, you have to grab it and, and insert it into a wall um yeah. <laughs> to go to yeah. log in yeah uh jim um, any anything you think I, I, be added sneaky i i hope they sneak in i've 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 not had a huge amount of time to play 3151 um mm. i have started to get a little bit of, like the cargo rep because i i'm a boring cargo hauler I'm hoping that they sneak in some more interesting, exciting cargo missions in the in, in that tree. Um, you know, uh, that aren't combat missions. That's the I, thing that's annoying. It's like yeah. I want to do non-combat. I've 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 never killed a single person in Star Citizen FPS. It's like you know. So I and I've no intention of starting. I never carry a gun with me. It's just like I I my character is a a peaceful merchant. Um, so I, I desperately want to like have just just merchant cargo mission trees that don't involve oh well this this box will be harder to get because it's covered in trip mines and pirates. I've been saying. I've been saying. What's your what's your character name in game? Just so I can write it down. Uh, yeah, I was saying that cargo is 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 in a place. It doesn't work the way cargo running should work in real life because you can't just roll up without having high reputation. You can't just roll up to a port and buy all of their wheat and then take it mm -hmm. because all of their wheat <laughs> yes, is true. signed up for 
already yeah. by people with high reputation that get in on those jobs to those transport jobs so yeah. you know no, the yeah, job so, should so be should, you should be able to take it off yeah you should be able there should be you should be able as a trader you should start with missions you are being yeah. sent here mm. to pick a cargo and deliver mm. it you don't get yes. the profit margin of the cargo you just get paid a flat fee and as you build your reputation maybe eventually those ports will say we're looking for someone to to you know we have a lot of unsigned for cargo will you are you willing to deliver it and then only then when you have high reputation as a trader or or uh, then you'll be able to you know get the profit margin of the actual raw cargo so well, I think... or, or the the other way to start trading is you know you go you have to go out to, to Gillette family farm stuff and actually buy resources at a good price straight from small manufacturers and then take it to a more marketplacey type mm -hmm. venue to sell that small amount of wares like you say until you've built up that trading reputation to have an account at you know the big spaceports to be able to buy well i mean it's like when you need to be able to get to the point where you can buy things by the shipping container a bit mm -hmm. like you have to in real life it's like you don't just rock up as you say to a port and go i'll have those shipping containers worth of stuff please you know you've, you've got to be sent to go and get that and buy it in advance and you know all the rest of it so mm. yeah okay. the skill tree for cargo has a long way to go <laughs> yeah I'm sure they will be able to do it, but the way Evenline does it by just rocking up and that that sort of free market just does not make sense from a dynamic economy point of view. No, um, I, think, I think I think the the foundation is there though, because if you look at what they call the starting cargo ship. So at the moment we've kind of got like the hull A B, and we've got mm. the um, the raft. It looks like they're trying to get you to do things that are just localized at a space station. So if you're in A or B, you might be just taking cargo down and back to planet. Why does the, the raft have twenty seven thousand quantum fuel then? And then the raft will be the sky crane, and I think you'll be at a port unloading and loading and potentially refueling people. I, I do think so. You're I doing do more localized cargo, cargo, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when the raft came out, I was like, hmm, I, I, I love the design of it. But my biggest issue with the raft is like, that should have at least six cargo boxes on it for a ship mm -hmm. that size with that much. But then I started thinking a bit more about it. And it's like, well, it's it's got less cargo than a Max, right? Mm -hmm. It's so but much it's bigger than much a Max. As a it's got as much as a constellation, though. So I think that's kind of. Roger. Yeah, you but I, I think lo looking at the raft and thinking a bit further down the line about, right, okay, what happens when we have places like Pyro? What happens when mm. we have, like, weather oh. on planets and stuff? And what, what I kind of want to see is, like, yes, you can, fill up your, you can fill up your van, your max, with, the, with more cargo, but you will never get it down in a storm onto mm. a planet. You know, and that that's it's just for space deliveries and, and whereas the raft, it can drop in, drop cargo, get back out, you know. Yeah. But if but if you add back in that ability to be the sky crane and potentially mm. what a lot of people are suspect is it may be able to refuel ships because it's got an insanely high quantum fuel um thing. There's a pump yeah. room in it that doesn't if, make if, sense. If somebody if you add those missed a decimal point, 
if you just add the, yeah well that could be a thing too but if you add those two things back in that changes that mm. shit for me drastically the drawbacks to it that it has now where it, it can only carry 96 cargo and it can only carry really big crates if you then mm. take that and add the other two things back in all of a sudden to me it brings it back up in line with other ships like the hull b and, and ships in that area like mm. the Max. oh for sure and 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 the other thing to remember is like yeah okay in stanton you've got these these big space stations where your hull c can rock up and you know those big boxes can be unloaded and then into that space station and those goods taken down to the planets there are other systems like pyro where there is no functioning space station to get those boxes from so the raft could be quite a good thing to, to pick up boxes like shipping containers from stanton and take them to outposts like you see them on the ground in outposts mm. in the in the border in the borderlands and just drop full containers and leave them there and then head back yeah. to stanton because how is a whole sea going to get those containers down to that plant? But even then, like the the raft can't pick up standardized cargo because it can only pick up the big no. containers. So the whole B still has a place, and the whole A still has a place. Oh so yeah, yeah. Works. And every ship that has cargo room has a place for you know for the for the one SCU or the even smaller ones. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. so every ship does have to have its place, and I, I, yeah. I think ironically it works when you think it all through. Oh, yeah, so, and I think so it's like all these mechanics, yeah. All right, yeah. so I... Hey, Paul, I'm gonna, question. Yeah, let's move to the next question. Because <laughs> we're kind of on this one. Sorry, I just didn't know if you were here. Oh, no, I was. I'm just trying to, like, my <laughs> camera... I have. I figured out a solution, but it's not going to be available until after this, so we're just going to have to deal with Paul, it. Paul, don't camera. lie to everyone. Paul, don't I'm, lie to I'm everyone. Gonna, I'm going to mute... Take your pants off. You just want to take your pants off. We know. We know. Um... Yeah, it's the problem about doing about about field testing new tech. Uh, you find out things that are wrong when you didn't realize it. Uh, Sorry, so, so uh, what's wrong with the pants, Paul? What's wrong with the pants? They're on. Sorry, I don't wear pants when I <laughs> stream. On. Are you kidding me? Um, That's the problem. <laughs> They're on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aventor asks: The Odyssey is said to be able to remain out in on the fringe indefinitely. How would the Odyssey um, handle the need to self-repair? No drones repair facility that the Carrick, like like the Carrick has. I'll let you guys go first because I've answered this all week. <laughs> so I'll let you go. Because <laughs> otherwise I'll answer and then you'll be just like, hmm, yeah, that sounds cool. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys go first. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd like EVA repair maybe, but it depends what to what state the EVA repair will be uh, able to do. I don't know. Go on, enlighten me. Cap well, yeah, capital the, uh, the hand Cap capital size explorer hand repair. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer is just duct tape. It's just a huge container of duct tape. That's all it is. Yeah. You just yeah. slap it on. Bit of WD forty. You're fine. Super buddy. <laughs> how are yeah. they gonna? How are they gonna <laughs> handle food? Just you know, just you just rock up to a planet and, and har harvest its yeah. fruit. That, that's a part of it. I actually think everything has a longevity and, and there will be weaknesses and strengths. And so what does show there, I, I was instantly one of the very first things I thought of was food. Um, yes, you can grow stuff on the planet or you could have someone bring stuff out to you. But I think it also shows that there is a complementary nature to both the Carrick and the Odyssey. And I, 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 the way I, the analogy I've been using with people is like, it's like a knife and a fork. You can eat with both of them individually. It's kind of messy. But if you put them together, they work really, really well. Um, and, and so I, I could actually see a carrot coming out and resupplying an Odyssey. 
uh, with one of those modules, like it's got cargo or it, 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 I actually believe yeah. it'll do humanitarian stuff down the road, kind of like it's the Star Trek ship. So, you know, helping uh, planets that are in need and stuff like that. Um, but the Odyssey itself may, um, I, I do think the weakness of the Odyssey is repair, uh, quite honestly. Mm. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, um, for repair, even the large, um, is it the Argo hand tool? That only does the lowest tier of repair, which is basically just spraying your hull with a composite material that's not mm. as strong as the actual hull, right? Yeah. I mean, are we getting... Is, is there a tier one dedicated repair ship other than the Vulcan? The Vulcan's too big to fit in the Odyssey, I think. It won't fit. Crucible? 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 Yeah. Crucible's the capital, so the if the Odyssey yeah. gets really stuffed up, the Crucible is going to come at... Come at have to come out and repair it but you want to hope with handles like you're suggesting that it's uh, you can at least patch it so it can go back to somewhere um and i yeah. also think the nature of like if you like as paul would have told you about the 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 nature of it as a survey ship for like mining and whatnot um it, it probably is going to be in areas where there are not a lot of people it's going yeah, to a remote uh, moon or remote yeah. planet and it's surveying to prospect for whether it's a suitable place to have the pioneer come in and set up a mining base or the mining ship that's missing we, we've been theorizing that it's a ground miner um and so if it's a smaller place that'll come in if it's a larger place you'd have a pioneer set up a base and so if you look at the whole exploration tree i'll just lay it out real quick um the endeavor you know with the big radar dish on it it, it would yeah, find yeah. something of interest a character would then be sent in to scout the entire area it might find moons and planets that have lots of ores on it and then they would send odysseys into those areas where it then finds the most profitable ones then the 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 pioneers sending to build a base or the uh whatever this missing mining is set into uh, extract those materials so that, oh, that's how we see like the multi-tier approach yeah yeah but, but that's yeah. what happens in real life too that's exactly what happens in real life. Yeah, yeah. You have someone that, oh, it looks like they could, a geologist finds an area. Oh, it looks like there could be oil here. Then they send in the the, the uh, temporary mining setup ones that they let you live in like cube houses in the in the storage containers. Oh. And then eventually they build a proper mining base with multiple mining heads and all that. And they mine there for years. It's exactly the same thing as real life. Except we don't have the space part, obviously. And so that's where the Orion comes in. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I got, I got everything fixed now, don't, I think. Don't say that Star Citizen's real life. Awesome. It'll only get them excited. <laughs> All yeah. right. Um, I, I, basically, what y'all were saying was, was, was my thing. is like food, supplies, replacement parts. There's, there's always going to be something. You're never going to be self-sufficient. The answer is you're going to be more self-sufficient than otherwise. But you're definitely going mm. to need... Your, like. Like the, even the longest of expeditions in human history, which would took, took literal decades in some cases, they still had to pull in for repairs. They still had to stop and repair. They still mm. had to, to stop in places and re replay uh. food. So, you know, it's going to be a thing. All right. Um, the next, this is, this is hopefully the last Odyssey question. When do you think we will see the Odyssey in game? Oh, uh. Well, let's look at the latest release ships like the Ares. That took two years. It's a minimum. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, the Polaris has just started development. Mm -hmm. Same with, same with the uh, Bad New Merchantman, though. That's the thing. And they are and, doing a lot and of ships the, this year, though. All the whole series. What's the Drake one? Uh, Corsair. Cor the Corsair is yep. two years. So I would so, say it's so, easy two years. 
No, yeah. but no, but it's yeah because those ships gonna have have to get made first mm-hmm. before the people who are making them are freed up to start working on the Odyssey. Yep. That's not even mentioning the um, Perseus, which is going to probably be go before the Odyssey and those things as well. So, I believe it was made in your neck of the woods, uh, Jr. and Daj in Manchester. Yeah, with the Misk stuff. Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going to not answer this question because oh. <laughs> he's in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just mean, I just meant they mean. Yes, no, I mean the the, so the ship mean... the ship team at the moment, as far as I know. All mm. ships are currently doing the ship team in Manchester. Uh, ben yeah, Curtis's I, I, team, as far as I'm aware, I'll do all of okay. them. Okay, I just, I just meant that particular manufacturer because I know core, uh, a lot of the Drake stuff was done in LA. Um, but yeah, if that's moved over there, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think everything is now on Curtis's team. Is Mr. Coon still involved with CIG? Yes, as far as I heard, he was. He, he works mm. in the Austin office, though, so. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, yeah. St- I'm still saying he's a... He's a um, He's a ship man, and Chris Smith as well, and they're both Americans, so not all ships may be coming out of... Are they, con- are they concept or building, though? They... Both, say, uh, Coons builds. He builds them. He builds them, but he doesn't... I, he builds them in 3D, so... There's a US team. I yeah, but as... Team, as so. con- uh, yeah, because... Yeah, not sure. I, I'd not take sure. a large bet that uh, Smith is working on the X1 as he worked on the Nox, because yeah. it's something small that he can do on his own. So yeah, yeah, and that is on the roadmap too, because everyone was bitching about the 400i having lack of functionality. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, what, so Buster the Destroyer asks, "Why is Execute such an ask? An ass? Lol. Um, it's just his nature. It's just, just nature. Easy to bite. You are so easy. <laughs> like every comment you drop is just easy to. I, I treat you like a heckler from back in my comedy days. That's how I treat you, Buster." You yeah. basically attack me, I just attack you back, and you are defeated, and you go to your corner and do whatever you do in your corner. <laughs> Bust, Buster and you will, are like Batman and the Joker. You will, your, your fight will never end. You will always be heckling back mm. and forth constantly for the, to the end of time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just said you were the comedy thing. You're the Joker. Yes. Yeah, but she wants. She's that's Paul trying to label me as the crazy man. See, that's why I don't accept. It. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Buster would accept the the title of the Joker. She she is uh, she is the kind of person who just wants to watch the. Yeah, world but he wants sometimes. to be the Batman. <laughs> All right. Next, Actually, the next... I prefer evil villains. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Next question comes from Steve B. Dancer, who asks: Right now, the ability to sell illegal goods is very limited. Do you think Jumptown will have illegal commodities or create an expensive commodity uh, and will adjust the buy rates amounts at locations? No. I think what they'll do with Jumptown is they'll sell commodities that can be sold at local areas at high, uh, at low prices or free, but that are also difficult to... Um, uh, but, you know, low prices are free uh, in uh, large amounts or in small amounts. But then then the key is going to be you're going to have to sell it. And it's going to take you extra time to be able to sell it because everyone wants to sell their stuff. They could so. do it both ways, Paul, actually. They could they could have it so that there's a large amount of a normal product. Mm-hmm. But they could also have a limited product. But then at the other end, they have to have a shop willing to buy it, don't they? So it works yeah. both ways. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, illegal goods dealer is in development. Yes, but the, but Jumptown's going to be releasing before the illegal goods dealer is out. So um, I need to change my Zoom. Hold on. <laughs> Just changing his pants, folks. Just give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just need to uh, like it's 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 further back now, so I have to fix up some some like positions and such. Um, okay, now, I'm, now I'm glad I actually made you get the zoom lens instead of the prime. Yeah, because the prime would be too wide now. Uh, there we go, and then I'm just going to blow myself up. Boom. Like that. Boom. Uh, all right. Again, work in progress. Next question comes from Griffin Gaming RPG, who asks, JR, what origin ships would you be willing to tackle? Uh, well, yeah, so after we've done the Carrick, because JR, we've done the Carrick just say, canopy... Just say all of them, and you tackle them into the ground and beat the shit out of them. I will just yeah. never do an origin ship. Um, yeah. Now we've got the now we've got the technology to do these sort of like clear casts with stuff inside them. That basically solves the problem we had with Origin. Origin ships were a pain in the ass because they had so much glass in them. Um, the other issue with Origin ships is they don't have very many natural break points because they're all super smooth and all the rest of it. Um, so yeah, we we are willing to take on um, take on any of the ships. Obviously, the 890 keeps getting asked for. Jump Club, uh, we've sort of been talking with for a long time for the 890. The 890 is a monster. Uh, the 890 is about five times the size of the Carrick uh, by volume. So it is, when you're talking about models, it's all about the volume of them. And it is just a monstrously big ship. Um, mm. So we need to get into some bigger casting, the sort of uh, hybrid type models. But certainly in the one to five hundred range, I definitely want to do the the six hundred once we've seen its rework. I definitely want to see the four hundred in a one to two hundred model because that would be gorgeous. I love the four hundred um, as a design. Uh, so yeah, we, we 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 will tackle them. We basically tackle models in the order of most requested. So four hundred uh, kind of makes, makes me think like it's like a vintage version of a, of an origin like one of the its earliest ships especially when it comes to its canopy design it kind of reminds me of a, of of a classic american cars so it's mm. yeah um so it has a i don't know the lore about it that guy does but who cares uh, <laughs> like when it was ready <laughs> and everything <laughs> um, um yeah. I, i'm i'm going to correct something real quickly lady space patrol brian chambers is still with cig yeah, yeah. I don't know where you heard that he he hasn't yeah. been part of CIG for years ago. He's he's still with CIG unless there's something. Oh uh, yeah. No, no. We 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 just stopped we just stopped seeing Brian because he got put in charge of squadrons. So he went to the super secret side of the he's, uh, he's, of the company. Yeah, he's VP of of productions. Like he's he's one of the top yeah, like yeah. five people in the company right now. So <laughs> absolutely, and and still runs the German office. But I say, yeah. I, I think I think Brian disappeared off the radar when he became squadron lead. So yep. it's that, yeah, he's just super secret man now. And it's important to remember that Brian also helped make the original Crisis. So and Crisis Two. So with uh, yeah. and and John and, Crew and made Crisis. Two. Yeah, and John Crew made and Crisis Tracy. and Crisis Two. Yeah, and Sean Tracy. Well, I don't know if he did. I know he did one of them, but I know John Crew did. Crisis one and two, so like, uh, so it's weird to know how many people from Christ who worked on Crisis are now working on Star Citizen. <laughs> also, my, my, my favorite person, Ivo Herzog. 
Yeah. And also the number of people who used to work on Battlefront, um, the original Battlefront, not not yeah. the DICE yeah, Battlefront, yeah. also work on CIG2. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, when we right. get into that building tech with the Pioneer, we know the Lego people are all going to come out. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Midnight Black SC, who asks: So they mentioned the capital components on the Polaris, but also some nebulous loadout changes. Do you think we're getting bigger guns or something else with the Polaris? They said changes with the Polaris, but oh, what could that mean? It's it's meant to be a torpedo I... boat with huge storage for torpedoes. <laughs> uh, what could I can only tell you there? Well, I was looking at it yesterday, and one of the things that's kind of scary about the Polaris is just how many turrets it's got. And it's currently labeled as like 5 to 24 people. And I, I think for its size, that's too many people now. Um, considering you've got the Odyssey that's about roughly the same size, and it's six people. Um, I do know they're different yeah. roles, but I actually would like hope that they merge a few of those turrets together. Because it's got, I, I'd have to look at it again, but there, there's just heaps. And they've got a lot of blind spots. And like... The one I, the two I think of is there's two that are kind of like diagonally off to the side on the top. And if they were actually like merged and made one big turret, I think it would be a lot better. But um, yeah, I think that ship's going to have a real weakness where it needs a, a crap ton of people at the moment. Um, and I, I, if you look at a ship like the Kraken that only needs 10, I think that's more realistic. Bring it from 24 down to maybe 10. It is going to get bigger. I think John Crew confirmed it. Mm -hmm. He did. But how much bigger? Uh, uh, it's only I, about. I, I was looking at it with Grimm. It's about. Five, it's less than. It's about five percent. It's pretty small. Okay. It's still pretty big. The Polaris is compared to like yeah. even the the Perseus or the Nautilus. The Nautilus is smaller than it, and the and it's getting. It's creeping up to, uh, Idris size, is what I'm saying. It's it, it it'll so, be just a little bit shorter than Idris, I think, but. So with the model pool, we basically put it next to the Odyssey and and looked at the different hangers and stuff, and basically the Odyssey's got looks to be like three layers tall and mm. the Polaris is only two, but the Polaris has got like wings and stuff and engines and stuff that make it bigger. So it's bigger from the top down, mm. but from the front, it's, it's a little thinner. Okay. Uh, it's the old model though, obviously. So. Uh, all right. Let's, let's move on to the next question. Cause we've got a couple more to go. Um... And I do want to say Polaris model, Jaya, just, just checking it out there. Oh, yeah, no, the Polaris is another popular one as well. Um, I mean, I, j just to say, we cannot tackle a model until it is in-game. We get asked a lot for, you know, for models that are still in concept and stuff. It's like, we, we, can't, we can't and wouldn't touch them until, until they are in-game. And not only in-game, but in-game in a state that we're comfortable that they are finished. <laughs> so am, things I'm like knowing there's big reworks going on, we, we avoid certain chips. I'm going to regret asking this then, because it's going to happen. Are you working on the Redeemer? <laughs> uh, not, not, as, not as yet. Not as yet. I, I will. I will say we we haven't really had that many requests for it. It's okay. one of those ships that will probably end up being quite high up on the list for the one to five hundred dioramas. Yeah. Mm. Because if there if there was per se like theoretically a tabletop game mm. made of Star Citizen, there <laughs> are particular ships that we would probably have to prioritize that would work very very well on a one to five hundred tabletop minis game and i imagine I the little... redeemer will be quite high up on that 
I have an evil little suggestion that I'd like you to do for me. And I um, I want you to make the 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 shuttle from Crusader, because you know how everyone was pushing John Crew to make the shuttle. 3D print a shuttle yeah. and paint it, send it to him, and it says one of us on it. Just do that for me. <laughs> uh, for those who are just tuning in, funny. those of you just tuning in and wondering who JR is, JR is, works for JR Design Fabrications, which is a company that is officially licensed with CIG that does officially licensed models of different scales. You know, we, we talked about this, uh, about it a little earlier. So, um, so he also invented Gandalf. Yes, that is exactly what he did. Also uh, magnets. <laughs> and magnets. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, in, I didn't invent Gandalf. I do have a cat called Gandalf. So, <laughs> is he gray? <laughs> is he gray or white? He's both. Okay. Ah, he's gray um, and white. Hence, hence the name. All right. Uh, next question comes from Denico, who asks, "Would bunkers be possible on their own servers now?" Yes, in theory. Oh no, no, not now. No, not until server if server meshing comes online. Yes, but yeah. not now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. The, depending on how granular they want to get with their static server meshing first, with dynamic definitely, but with static, uh... they, I think I think the answer is, and they've said this, they've said this already. They don't want to throw money at at problems that don't exist, and they'll probably stay away from taking everything to that size unless they absolutely need to. If there's a bunker mission that they know is going to be super popular, it's like say it's an event and it's going to attract 200 players, then yeah, they're probably going to design so that the bunker mission is designed to have static. Or but that's, that's, that's the dynamic server mission. Yeah, that's with the dynamic server mission. That's yeah. two but years plus from now. So Static mm. may be at most that they'll uh, slice up a moon into eight pieces. So you have, um, you know, a 90 by 90 by 90 degree part of that moon covered yeah. up, covered by one um, server mm -hmm. and all the um, outposts on it uh, will also be part of it. That yeah. that may be one of the ways that could go with it around it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve B. Dancer asks, what's your opinion on the raft and will 96 SCU be profitable for long hauling? I'll start with JR on this one because I know this is his this yeah. is his bang. So, yeah, we're we're, just, we're discussing the raft. It's just like I I think it I think it has it has its uses. When I first saw it, my initial thought was, really, only three containers for a ship that massive. So personally, I would I would stick another three on. Uh, pretty, that rig looks like it would take the weight, uh, but I I do I I. I do agree. It has it has a particular role with its containers, with quick drop in and drop off. I like what we saying. When we see how long it's going to take to unload and offload a freelancer max, that will be when the raft comes into its own because the max can hold more cargo. But if it takes you an hour to hand fill and empty a max, and the raft just drops them, lands on the ground, lets go and takes off, and then it's off to its next job, that is hugely more profitable. The other thing to remember is, and I don't, I, I really hope this doesn't change. When you look at ships like the Raft versus ships like the Freelancer, the Freelancer has beds, toilets, kitchens, a bridge, a crew of four, but it's clearly such a tiny internal space compared to these modern, like the newer ships like the Raft. 
It's like, are we going to see the freelancers changed on the inside? And I actually want them to be changed on the inside to just lose things. So the, the, the freelancers do not need a crew of four. They should be a crew of two. You know, and it's like, I think not making the freelancers bigger than they are, but just stripping out some of that crew stuff so that they aren't quite as, because if, you, if you're yeah. trying to say, and I assume it's more for NPCs than players, mm -hmm. that something like the Raft's internal needs to be that big and luxurious for four crew, you can't then have the freelancers with the same, mm -hmm. effectively, the same amenities and the same crew in a quarter of the space. I 100% agree with you. The only problem there is because they've sold them and people, be, there will be people that don't understand Absolutely. and that will bitch and complain. It's like, oh, this used to take four people. Yep. Now they only take two. You'd have to give them something else in compensation for that. But I totally agree well, with you. Or, I, I, I'd only run them with two as they are. Yeah, I, I think the, the other option uh, is that you, you limit the freelancer, ships like the freelancer's abilities. So not, not taking anything physically away from them and go, right, you are never going to be able to take a max off the pad on a, high, on a, on a generally high gravity moon full of no. stuff. It's just not spec for it. It's not going to, you know, make it really shit in bad weather. You know, it's not got the VTOL grunt to, to deal with it. And then you've got ships like the Raft that are... Yeah. The other thing is, of course... Just say the freelancer is really not good at long range. You know, it's not equipped to keep a crew alive for a huge amount of time. You can do that with components. You can make it so that you have to refuel it more, all the rest of it, and then let your raft be the slightly more long distance. You know, it's got a huge fuel supply. It's got loads of comfortable living accommodation. Um, you know, so it, it's difficult. It's a bit like the, the um, medical gameplay. The law team effectively have to find ways of explaining in law why this is the case when everyone knows the case is that it was just a really old design and like you say it's been sold with that spec so you have two options make it massively bigger so that you can put all of that crew stuff in the front of it or just yeah i don't know something's got to be done to make the max and the raft very different ships because the raft is huge and the max holds more so what you're describing there is basically that every ship has its place and and i think yeah, you'll absolutely. find when 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 that cargo factor comes on sometime next year i think you'll find the role of the raft is going to pivot significantly um yeah. if, if it does what everyone thinks it's going to do where it you know extends and turns into a sky crane and if it does mm. refueling i would argue that its main role is not cargo it is transferring mm. it's a it's a it's, yeah, a it's it's designed to unload whole season that those bigger ships so it's yeah. not actually like a small cargo ship like the freelancer it's completely different um it, it basically is almost like an accessory for the whole series and there so there isn't it, it like you said about the the quickly unloading and loading, that part you mentioned there, is what makes this essential. Absolutely. So what, one thing I did notice, and this, this like genuinely isn't coming from any internal information, just something I noticed at the IAE. The, whole, the new whole C model, we, me and Dodge were looking at this, and it's like, mm -hmm. so it has, so the, the model of the whole C and the Holovier was fully loaded with containers, same containers mm -hmm. that are on the raft, yep. the, exactly the same container. I can and confirm that from Grimm as well. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So the um, the sort of plates that held those were not full. Mm -hmm. They had a huge mm -hmm. amount of space at the top, but yet they mm -hmm. are full. That's its full load. So mm -hmm. I do wonder whether they're going to be spaced so mm -hmm. that arms like the raft can get in between them to pick those boxes out. 
Think of the bumper on the raft. Has those claws. The, yeah. the bumper just allows it to fly straight into the wall of the, hu- the the thing and pick up the next three. Go out. Next three, bang. Next three, bang. Next oh three, yeah, bang. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because because that's the thing. It's like the the, the cargo plate is too big for mm. how they had the, that cargo stacked. Um, so again, mm. I wonder whether, like I said, that raft is entirely designed for. And of course, the raft will have a tractor beam. Max doesn't have a tractor beam. So as long as it has all these other features um, that that makes it a a thing. At the end of the day, it's the difference between the raft being a long haul trucker's uh, vehicle mm. and the freelancers being a daily driver delivery truck. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, um, got, as long as there's gameplay. I'm taking a bit of Grimm's thunder here, but he was doing the math right uh, when we first started talking about it. And because of the number of cargo containers it can pick up at a time, he was actually saying it would take 120 trips. And he was thinking down to planet. He's like, God, that'll take forever. Um, but, yeah. but if you also work out a whole sea has, it has the four spindles around the outside and there's two sets of them, you could essentially have eight rafts unloading at a yeah, time. Yeah. And that way they've only got to do 12 each. And and yeah. you're not taking it to planet. You're dropping it off at the space station, and then it's distributed from there. So it's basically just twelve trips to the space station that's right next to it. That makes it's a lot 16. more quicker. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Sorry, sixteen. Absolutely. Sixteen. Sorry. But you get you get my point though. That that yeah, definitely yeah, 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 takes yeah. the time down a lot more. And uh, and I, I'd say that would make it a lot more comparable to a, a hand loaded craft. As so like just a swarm of S uh, of SRVs to handle smaller containers and smaller cargo. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, because that's, that's the question. Big, big stuffs. Yeah, I mean, so so do you do you see do you see these big ships being offloaded physically with ships like the raft or with tractor beams? I, I think it would be more likely to be to be rafts um, at the moment because I think they want the, that player interaction and the hand stuff. And you, we know that they've got those on the stations. You can see those big cargo things that sit there on particular stations. Yeah. And they, I, I think certain. So let's take um, it, like like picture the whole ease, the biggest of the biggest, right? These things are not oh, yeah. going to be stopping <laughs> at every station. They're literally going to just be going through and stopping at one place. In every single uh, system in, in in that solar system, and then yeah, it's distributed yeah, yeah. from that to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And every time you go out, the ship will get smaller and smaller as it's got less cargo to take. And that's how yeah, it works in real life. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see whether they're actually going to put those cargo containers on the E. I own a hull E. I am mm. that. I am that sort of cargo hauler. I really hope mm. that they are putting those cargo containers. Can I? On can the, I link you a e. video? I'll link you a video mm. before we leave uh, that we did on Infronters. We, we, there's one of the series we do is we bring in professionals, and I actually brought in logistic professionals, um, and they mm. they talk through about how it works in real life. So you might, if you are really into cargo hauling, I'll link that to you, and you can have a look at it yourself. Um, it really opened my eyes to the whole way the thing can work. One one of the things that always blows me away is the hull E is vast. Everyone knows how massive, absolutely gigantic the hull E is. Yep. Our current <laughs> cargo ships on the sea are seven times the capacity of a hulling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, I mean, yes, they aren't going through jump um, points in space. It's just like, mm, yeah, they're still not that some, big. <laughs> the, the hulling someone, big. <laughs> someone told me the whole D holds 29 Hercules worth of cargo. I'd have to check that. I could have remember, re, not remember the numbers right, yeah. but that's insane. 29 Hercules on the whole well, D. It's 4,000 and something. How much is a Hercules? 4,000 and. 4096 or something 96, I, I was yeah. looking at yesterday yeah 
It's just good. What I do want to see, what I do want to see is a Hull E making an uncontrolled re-entry and just all of its cargo being stripped off as it comes through the atmosphere and just scattering a planet. No, that's Jump Town Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be can amazing. You, <laughs> can you imagine the video they did of the caterpillar with the crate falling down, but it's a whole C or D and just all the boxes going everywhere? Like, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I, still, I still have nightmares and palpitations about that video. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I, was <laughs> I was standing. When that video started playing, I was standing in the wings of the theater holding a box Callie was standing in front of me with a kettle of boiling water waiting for the exact moment in that video to pour the boiling water over the dry ice so I could run out and put it on stage <laughs> and then Chris Roberts was late it's just like oh thank but yeah no I, I, I really love the idea of I, I'd quite like um, a little bit of Star Wars Clone Wars physics in um, Star Citizen which is, if anyone's not watched Clone Wars, in Clone Wars, whenever anything very small happens to a spaceship in the vastness of space, it instantaneously gets dragged into the gravity well of a planet that just so happens to be right next to you all the time. You can crash on the planet by coughing in, in Clone Wars. I really want kind of want a little bit of that in, in Star Citizen, because it's like to have ships uncontrollably crashing into planets and things would, would be absolutely phenomenal. I know who would agree with you, and that's Jake. And now that Jake's in a part of CIG, yeah, I'm sure he would love that idea. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to we've got I, – I finally fixed all the problems. It shouldn't overheat. Yay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got about six questions left, and then we'll be, we'll be good to go. Uh, uh, Farrakh Veer asks, do you think the ship team ever looks back on their released concepts with regret? Like maybe certain ships were biting off more than they could chew. I would say the only thing they regret is not having the foresight of what Star Citizen is going to develop into and mm -hmm. the ship they developed in the past not fitting with the current game anymore. I think the, that's the only legitimate regret they have. Well, I'm sure I they would, have. That I would have. I, I think, Jay, uh, I think um, uh, John Crew is uh, probably regrets the endeavor. Um, but that's not, <laughs> not, not because... Not because it's a bad ship, but because it's going to be so much work. Um, yeah. I, I imagine. Yeah. I, th I, I think the entire concept of modularity was originally pitched as a decent idea. It was like, hey, we can make, um, make we can make more ship, take the same ship and make more versions of it for like half the work. Mm -hmm. And then they realized we have to build a whole new technology to make this work. And so then they were like, not, let's <laughs> yeah. stop the modularity. Let's just, we're done with it. And so then they moved on to where they, where they are, you know, uh, today. So uh, I think- I, I, know, think I know Paul Jones has said, Paul Jones really, really regrets the Herald. He hates mm -hmm. the Herald. It was one of his designs and he loathes it. Mm. Um, so he definitely regrets that one, but only because he just doesn't like the design of it. I don't, I don't think it's anything technical. I I owned it and then I sold it after they got rid of the asymmetry, or not sold it, but upgraded it. I mm. I really love the asymmetry of uh, of the original design, but maybe that's why he he doesn't like it either. I don't know. You know more than me. I don't know. <laughs> I I think that I think there is a there's a genuine thing with with PJs. Like I I feel for him because I used to do a similar job in in a previous life where your job is to come up with like three or four ideas and it has to yeah. be three or four ideas and then you present mm -hmm. it to whoever's going to make the decision and it's like 
some days you're just not that fucking creative to come up with four brilliant mm. ideas and you already yeah. have one brilliant idea it's like you really love one of these so it's like so you so you draw that and then you go yeah. oh shit i've now got to do three different ones so you make up yeah. three other pieces of crap and go oh no it's fine because they'll pick my favorite and they never pick your never favorite pick which your is favorite. one of the pieces of crap that you put spent two minutes in. oh yeah and no, it looks like a beetle it's just got a massive engine a tiny cockpit fuck mm. it it'll be fine uh, no one will pick that and they pick it every fucking time the one that you don't want mm -hmm. to pick yeah you can't no, that's true, everyone that's true. you know everyone's and, and like, artistic styles and tastes and all that oh good yeah and to be honest i think one of the crowning achievements of star citizen for nothing else in the sci-fi genre i do genuinely think when star citizen is looked back on in you know however long it has come up with more brilliant designed spaceships than pretty much any other game or TV series or anything. Agreed. And the fact that you can look at any ship, there's a few, sorry, there's always a few exceptions that might get tweaked over time. You could look at any ship and tell you which one of those in-game manufacturers it comes from. Mm -hmm. It's fucking incredible. Except the Redeemer. Genuinely, genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> and the razor but you know <laughs> there's a few exceptions that are just let's be honest are just the wrong uh they just ended up as the wrong manufacturer and if you could mm. just swap it for a different manufacturer, it's like the msr if it wants to be the falcon it has to be a drake ship you know mm. it's just like you can't you can't have a, a mm. falcon made by a good manufacturer but you know there's there's a few things like that but there, it's just no, like but there is hmm and Paul will be able to explain to you that Crusader has some shady things happening to it. Mm. They look the uh, other way a lot okay. when they shouldn't be. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They get the, their I last mean, head of security got fired because of it. Yeah. They have a bummer. But they're humanitarian. They're all about helping out the kids with cluster bombs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's your um, care package. Bye. What, what, what's happened is that the original idea behind Crusader was essentially a company, a, a, a giant, exp, um, it was a giant excuse to make money so that you could, you could turn it into, to give it back to, to the needy. And mm. yeah, that didn't really work. Um, it worked, but then, but then, but then like they had to get in bed with like the military and then the owner creator like gave it over to the new to the new person. Now suddenly they're making bombers and fighters. So it's like mm. changing of the guard has happened, and now it's like the money is in the military. We're gonna they still do all the other things, but like, uh. yeah. all right, let's move on. We've got uh, five more questions, and uh, it looks like I'm still overheating a little bit, so I'm, you might lose me here a bit. I think it's just the room is too hot right you, now. You I'm, promised you'd fix this. You promised I, it's I the fixed. yellow light pole. You need to turn the lights back to white, so now it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> give, give me two seconds, but I'll ask, answer this question. Um, did CIG ever discuss adding remote uh, lock slash unlock or remote self-destruct from Moby Glass for our ships uh, that did not exist, uh, that will that will not exist in the future? That will, to will, do. Or will that... I don't think they'll add... The, the remote unlock they've talked about doing that in the future, but I don't think they'll ever do remote self-destruct. That oh, just come on. Uh, you can mention all the fun I can have with Algorithm with that. Come on. <laughs> just, the, the amount of times people will just be like, oh, my ship is, sh ship is stolen. Self-destruct, you know, F you. It, it makes it not fun. But I can see the lock-on-lock -lock thing. 
Yeah, I was uh, just gonna say with the hacking, Paul, you could hack if you hack that off, you can turn that off, so then they they can't blow it up on you. That's a part of the gameplay. I think that would work. Sorry, yeah. also, you could remotely lock them out of hacking, like, like a complete hard lock, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, no, but for locking and unlocking, I just wanted to go. Boop, boop, and... Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the lights flash. <laughs> All the lights flash. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do something real quickly, but um, we uh, Midnight Black SC asks, we know that selling looted weapons, armor, etc., is coming soon, but have they said what happens to the loot after that? Will items then be resold by vendors or just melted into scrap? Let's start with you, Darge, and then move to JR, then execute. And I'm going to turn on the AC a little bit more harder. Hold on. Go for it. Yeah. Um... First up, I think it's just gonna disappear. That's that's gonna be the first iteration of it. Um, but I would love for, and this is something that we've talked about on Fortnite Frontier before, is that that weapons have um, uh, wear the tags, but indicators, so you know that something is used and how it's used. Maybe you you personally can't tell but you take it to a weapon shop and they tell you exactly what state a weapon is in. Because a ship will be able to tell you what its ship component states are in. But you holding something, maybe visually it's fine, but its internals are shit. Um, and maybe if you loot something as well, a weapon shop will be able to tell you it's been modified in a very special way. This is now worth three times as much as it would if you bought it, something like that. Um, I think weapons and loot need a lot more um, depth in terms of its states before we'll see any sort of used weapons reselling and uh, it they, they the actual items are becoming permanent items in the universe instead of just, you know, disappearing into the void after you sell them. But... Um. I I would think that since CIG um, is entirely insane, um, that yeah, it, it will just be every every single part of every single weapon will have wear, damage, uh, all, all color, all of those aspects, and that will just be all baked down into a string of information that's fed into the quanta supercomputer so when you sell that item it just becomes data goes into the quanta realm and will be literally passed and traded between theoretical quanta npcs until one day it just happens to be at an outpost that a friend of yours is in and that gun is there but it will have gathered more wear in that time it'll have been involved in crime it'll have been upgraded and somewhere in cig they could have told you the entire law backstory of that one fucking pistol uh, mm -hmm. because it'll exist in the quanta data of insanity but that um, would so be yeah, amazing. i don't think that, anything that means... Like a Coda pistol would have the same sort of lore and reputation, like the specific one, as a ship with a name. Yeah, absolutely. And well, perhaps it's um, you know, will will they be associated with particular crimes? Will we have some way of you know either like the Judge Dredd style um, sort of uh, DNA tagging on the bullets at some point. So you can track crimes. So you've got to get rid of a gun, but you've got to use that as a part of a clue in a sort of weird Dick Tracy sort of um, heist, I don't know. All right. Star Citizen has just been postponed by another year. 
this is exactly what happened in one of board streams it's like he had suddenly came up with this great idea that well what if we actually had physicalized organs that could get like damaged and it's like, it's like stop just stop even thinking about that because chris will hear you and then we'll never get this fucking game <laughs> um by the way i figured i figured out why my my camera is overheating it's 95 degrees fahrenheit in my room um and it's because the ac is off and i've got a bunch of things running uh which is about 35 how are you Celsius. not drenched in sweat i am drenched in sweat <laughs> I, just can't tell. I was like why is it so hot because i thought figured i was freaking out because i was like i was moving things around and i get like really sweaty when i'm trying to like make things and i was because i get but nervous no, about it's just ac it's just also, AC's 95 off. in winter it's snowing outside i know i know <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um, go ahead execute your thoughts I'll, I'll, I'll just i'll just copy what Dodge and fr said and i think it gives you a reason to rebuy them um, I just kind of wrote things down here as you're saying. So, uh, changing colors is a reason to buy components. Uh, the wear is a really big thing, and and the damage. So yeah, the more reason we need more reasons to rebuy stuff, and that all adds to that. Yeah. Um, especially what Dodge said about the wear and tear. Um, I'll say, I don't think. Yeah, we we I think we may see it. Uh, I think the the question is more where Quanta is. If Quanta is in a good position where resale makes sense, then yeah, they'll they'll do it because this is CIG. If it works, they'll put it in the game, and if it does, if mm. if, if it doesn't work, they'll still put it into the game and see if it works. Um, so <laughs> you know, would be a cool irony, Paul, is if you make it so that you can rebuy back like those uh, concierge items, so you can go there and, and buy them, but they sell them for more because they're rarer. That would be yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think all those um, those um, Admiral Club locations in will just have a yeah. person that will be go into the back and retrieve mm, your sure. lost uh, item for you. Oh, that would be annoying. I kind of want there to be no monocles left. I like just a year into the game, all the but three monocles have been lost. <laughs> My, this monocle is worth seven billion UEC, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't it's even see one. through it because it's just a gem on the outside and solid oh. gold on the inside. <laughs> I was going to say it's the only one left that's not cracked. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, well, got... well, it's all that everyone's trying to shoot people through the monocle. Just to get rid of them. <laughs> um, so, so the next question comes from Kavian, and I'll, I'll have you answer this question first. Execute. How do you think persistent hangers would work? Think these uh, uh, think these will be like instance things? Can't imagine they will give everyone their own physical location for hangers. A hundred percent instanced. A hundred percent. But like, look at the hangers. So let's just take Microtech. How many hangers are there across that station at Microtech? And you're also at the moment we've got everyone uh, in the same solar system. So the chances are you very infrequently have to wait for someone to get out of there. You, you know, when it comes up on the terminal at the moment, it says sorry, but there is nowhere to spawn yeah. your ship. I think that'll be an infrequent thing once we're spread out through the entire universe. Yeah. Uh, um, JR. What do you think? It's, it's got to be. It's going to be cheated somehow, isn't it? I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's a bit like the the magic elevators. There's, there are certain things that, although we'd love to, you know, love to pretend, Star Citizen has to make some things to make this game actually work. And let's be honest, they're doing a huge amount of things at the moment that actually makes this game playable. So mm. they will work out the best way of doing it that isn't too egregious uh, with the law, and we will love it. Uh, mm. It will be fine. Can I, if it's can I just visible, to that? go ahead. Oh. 
if um, if it's invisible, I don't really care. Like as soon as the doors close, <laughs> if you're locked away from the outside world, I don't care. Like as soon as you land and the doors close, if somebody else requests landing and gets the same hangar and the doors open and it's empty because for them they get their hangar, but you're just somewhere else, you know, mm. I, I'd be fine with that. Um, as yeah. so long. Um, let me throw something that puts a spanner in the works on your, your thought there, Dodge. Remember back when they used to sell hangers? So mm -hmm. if you go to Microtech at the moment, it has the middle one, it has the air view hangers. But what if they eventually do go into allow you putting the safe land hangers in and the, the Revel and York and stuff like that? So the doors could literally close blue for air view and then open and they're red for <laughs> Revel and York. That would break it a little bit. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to move now to more like a sort of hangers at a particular landing zone. So when you go to uh, Grimhex, it'll all be uh, uh, asteroid hangers. And then yeah. you go to New New Babbage and it's all AeroView. I don't think we're going to have the different mixing and matching like and if potentially you, and if you, planned. And if you actually get your own asteroid, then you can put whatever you want in there. Exactly. Mm. So I'm actually, if you ever it, said you that we'll be able... Good, have they ever said that we'll be able to have our own personal hangers on space stations? Because if you if you can only have a permanent mm -hmm. persisting ha uh, hangar on something like Area 18 or something, it's a fucking planet. You're yeah. never going to mm -hmm. run out of physical space that you could hide away. It's a bit like all the buildings will think. Your hangar will just be in Area 17 or something. You, they yeah. could have, like in the same way they have hundreds of landing zones on top of buildings, they could have thousands of hangar doors that you just go to and it opens and you're there. Here's, here's uh, the thing. You know. Here's my thought, what they're probably going to do. Your hangar, like the idea that you had a door open, that you could open your door and fly out of your hangar, I think that's dead. I don't think that's happening. I think when, the, when they bring in the persistent hangars, they may have, because they seem to like these drop-down hangars now, um, they'll mm. have this situation where you go into your hangar and you have all your ships that are in the hangar, and then you tweak with your, your ship, you kind of mess with it, and then you say, okay, I want to call this to the floor. You, you push a button, and then they'll have some, like, crazy lights and sound and like please step away from the lift you know the the, the, the ship is 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 preparing for life. and then it'll like lower into the ground and then the doors will, like doors will open below it and then it'll lower into the ground and disappear kind of like we see with like elite dangerous and then eventually it'll pop back up into the hangar and it'll just rise out of the ground at the hangar so it'll like look like it was transported to the to the actual hangar for takeoff but it goes from its like storage hangar to the launch hangar, the launch bay, uh, as it were. I, I think something like that will happen because it'll be able to like look cool, but also be instant, so you can kind of hide it away from everything else. So you could just have it though that every hangar that you own is different, and you could decorate them all individually. And so basically, like if you're at New Babbage, it spawns your New Babbage hangar. So it's an AeroView hangar because that's all they ever use there. But then the decorations you put in there are unique and they to your own. And then when you go off to the asteroid hangar at Grimhex, it, it's, it loads another one. That's a, the yeah. other way they could do it. And that, that just means it's, it, it's got nodes that are around the thing and it just loads things on the nodes. That's easy to do. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, the, 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 the real question is, are they going to put thousands of hangers in, say, New Babbage? Are we going to see like a hillside no. that's just nothing but hangar doors? Um, <laughs> and and if that's not the case, then they're going to have to have, find some way of of cheating it a little bit. Um, so, and we got to remember that it's also like it's also a um, storage. It's not just launch; it's storage. So you should be able to go to your persistent hangar and see all of your ships that are stored at that location. 
So you're going to need the cargo to be able... and items, yeah, not just and items. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a little different. So, um, yeah, could just be a door that's off to the side of one of the hangars. So you know, at the moment, how there's uh, you just go to a, a different elevator or something, and you go to a yeah. cargo storage area instead of a hangar. Yeah, I, I think I think because we have two hangar kind of concepts, I think it's better to think of it of of the hangars that we see at spaceports as like hangar bays, like hangar yeah. ports, and the hangars that are persistent hangars are your hangar storage. They're like the places yeah, where agreed. airplanes will actually live versus like like the the ones you launch out of are more like terminals at an airport, and the ones that you you mm, that yeah. we have our ships in are more like the actual hangar that you would see a hangar. So, I'd agree with that, Paul. Um, all right, we got last two questions. Um, let's start with JR on this one. What happens if you can't find fuel with the Odyssey? You better hope you actually find quantanium far and far out in the reaches of space. Well, that that's the risk you take as explorers, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, that that's why I say I, I it, it's that what ship do you put in it? Do you put a prospector in it? So if, if the Odyssey runs out of fuel, you can send your prospector off on this long mission to find your fuel. You know, it, it's it's the, it's the whole Battlestar Galactica needing to find water thing, isn't it? You know, it's mm -hmm. like the you know literally send everyone in every direction and try and find fuel, um, or do you take you know a terrapin to go and scan for it? I mean, you you're fucked basically, aren't you? Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, that's just a badly planned mission, I guess. You know. That's what happens at the edge of space. Um, all right. Uh, Darge, what do you think? Um, yeah, pre pretty much what JR said. Like, it's always about managing your stores and knowing when to when the line of no return is and managing that. Like, when you cross it, we need to find Quantanium now or we're fucked. Mm -hmm. But we still have enough to actually do that instead of just, oh, now we're fucked and we're dead. Um, so you'll, you'll, go ahead, you'll also have, I was going to say, you'll also have cargo storage. Um, most of the quantanium is found on the surface. You know, they've shown it with the rocks and stuff on it. I think you'd always be able to find enough to allow you to do, jump at least once to somewhere that's probably got more. Um, again, I think it would be very silly if this ship didn't have some in the cargo storage. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the way that they've described Quantanium as well is that Quantanium is going to be rare enough that it's valuable, but not so rare that it's impossible to find. Um, mm. but, I, but I think you're always going to take that risk. You could jump into an area that doesn't have Quantanium, <laughs> that you just can't find. Uh, or... We don't have enough one energy to refine that I, it. So, one last thing I think that is special to highlight, and you guys can correct me if you think I'm wrong here, is on the sides of the Odyssey. There's actually two fuel canisters about halfway along above the docking collar. Mm -hmm. I think that might even be just so you can always evaluate how much fuel you have from yeah. the outside. Okay. Um. All right. Last. At the, at the end of the day, and it's just up to you to know where you need to, when you need to turn back, because yeah. you're not finding anything to continue. And if you don't uh, do that, then it's up to you. Then it's your fault. Star Citizen's yeah. all about planning. Like, like logistics is insane <laughs> yeah. in Star Citizen. Like, you've, you don't have that spreadsheet. You don't make that. Like, the CIG's even joked about how, you, like, now you legitimately need a checklist before you take off. Do you have your helmet? Do you have your suit? Do you have, like, because now with the personal inventory stuff, and you need a checklist. You need to go through. They need to bring, sure they need to bring those posters back. You know, <laughs> remember your helmet. 
Yes. Well, and the other thing is, what a, what, what a fantastic mission to go and resupply an Odyssey exactly. that is outside the normal range. You have to send another fucking Odyssey to take yeah. it. You know, like, rescuing an Odyssey so... is going to be a thing. Or a I want that to like, uh, execute set, like you'd send the character to refill to resupply it. Mm. Yeah. But they do want that to happen, so so those missions are that happen, and that's a gameplay experience. Oh shit! I was once trapped on an Odyssey in the middle of nowhere, and they had to send out this crucible with a carrick and all this shit and repair us and fix. I can see all that. They want that to happen, hundred percent. Player on player interaction is something that 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 they that they want to make happen more and more. I don't know about you guys, but I much prefer playing with humans to bots. But yeah, that's that's another thing entirely. <laughs> Because uh, yes. the comments, whenever we bring that up, whenever I bring up like multi-crew people are going to require more people, I always get a string of like, but CIG said, or, or long arguments about like justifying. I just don't want to bring that up right now. Um, Ferric Veer <laughs> asks, do you guys think the Crucible will grow like the brand new merchantmen going to, um, from servicing fighters to servicing things like small freighters? Uh, it's like, no. It's like someone doesn't watch my videos, but okay. I don't watch your videos, but I know that Crucible has two modes. One, it can a small fighter can land inside its small little hangar bay and get fixed, or it can use its huge arms to fix Idris's, like it was described. Yeah. Yeah. Execute. So base, basically with what they kind of said yesterday with the Odyssey and the Polaris and all that, not yesterday, but with them getting more to standardize metrics, I'd expect exactly the same thing to happen in the Crucible. Um, we also know that since back when it was first designed, they said it would hold, uh, be able to repair a Hornet at least, and the Hornet's increased in size. So by its very nature, it has to increase. We also know it's one of the last two ships to the old metrics. Um, I've got people to put ships into the scarab to see how big it is and basically you can barely fit a freelancer inside it so a freelancer is like the smallest ship that fits on that pad so basically it has to increase a bit to accommodate that ship scarab uh, so the scarab is the container that the oh, ships yeah. sit in that is called the scarab on the crucible on the crucible yeah so that, that that's actually detached that's actually detachable and so what happens is so when you've got like a medium-sized ships like a retaliator or whatever the scarab comes out and the the retaliator or a constellation parks inside it and it repairs those around there right and so then when you go to a large ship but you flip the the canopy and the arms flip around and then you can re repair something big like a kraken or an idris hmm. so it, it's designed to repair all sizes of ships harnessed in inside the scarab then uh bigger ones where the scarab's removed and then the biggest still yet it rotates and uses um like a daddy long legs or something i don't know but yeah it's the so, so is basically what's the, what's the advantage i say it's to, for visualizing it it's basically a conning tower or like a like an office building connected to a, mm. to a repair garage that's all it is like the the most yeah. where people live is in this big tall like three four deck area and then there's this huge garage which is just designed for repairs and that, that's a really good point too paul because um ground vehicles didn't even exist back then but we know mm. it's got like a ramp yeah. front door in it so i'm fully expecting that at some point this can land and vehicles can, can drive up into the scarab and they can yeah. be repaired too so yeah so can can it travel if it, if it, if a ship is small enough to go into the scarab? Can it pick it up and repair yes. it on on route yeah. to somewhere else? Yeah. So that's, that's the advantage of, of putting it inside. That's one of my yeah. arguments. I always use against Paul for the Crusader ships. 
for, for, for the the, uh, the, the, the Hercules. So I'm like, no, Paul, I'll just take my Crucible and carry six tanks because it can hold roughly six tanks. And that's the older model, yeah. you know? So I was like, yeah. and when I get down there, I can repair shit. What does the Hercules when it gets do when it gets down there? It leaves. The, diff- the difference is, is that the Crucible is not, the crucible's not armored. It can't take, like, like anti-aircraft. It can repair itself, Paul. Oh, it can repair itself. That fast? That fast? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think executes executes high is what I'm still I'm still tired, man. Look, I still got bags on my eyes. I'm still recovering. It it was a long week last week. I'll just say that. Uh, All right, that was the last question. Thank you so much for joining us. I managed to not overheat by the end of this, even though you've overheated twice. Yeah, this is when it dies. Um, Finally figured out because (laughs) it was the sauna in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 ring didn't help. It was super hot inside the ring. It's just so uh, like removing it has helped it. But I don't um, know about JR and Daj, but it actually looks less bright in there too. It's like you turn the sun down and it got colder. Yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank thank you so much for for joining us here today at the Astro Pub on the captain's table. Make sure we have. I, I keep trying to remember. This. I've got a merch store. The merch it exists. It's just some T-shirts. It's in the description. Go buy some merch. Um, I don't make any money off of it really, but it's it's cool, and I like I like people to like wear cool shirts, and if you wear the Astro Pub T-shirts and such, I gotta make a Captain's Table shirt. It'll be it'll be it'll be uh, the, say it's the Captain's Table. We don't know shit. That's that's our old uh, our old tagline. Still wanna, um, still also, go on JRFabrication.co.uk yeah. and get your own officially licensed Star Citizen model kit, of which there are many. Yes, go. JR. I think you need to say it. I have people now. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, if you are, if you are a, model, a modeling person like myself, and you enjoy painting models and are like a, ho- a hobbyist, then they're fantastic for your for your desk. I keep mine uh, with my other models, and uh, I have I still have uh, more arrows to paint and a freelancer to paint, and I'll probably be getting try to get that Carrick and definitely be getting a. Um, any of the other ones coming forward for 500 scale because they're fantastic. Um, so Jay, okay, and we did, well, well, and we're doing a painting contest in the new year as well. We're doing our second annual paint contest. So uh, look so, out so for Jay, that and uh, get something in. Jay, when can we expect the chess set, you know, with little ships as the different chess pieces and the king and queen can be Chris and Sandy. Uh, we have the little John Crew forms. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's it's one side is the devs, the other side is the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, 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 what the community side, all the pawns are just tiny salt shakers. <laughs> that's 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 a that's a great nod to to, to mike there um, yeah and, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 paul paul will be the rook because he is the pillar of the community aha uh, there we go uh, i'll play the uh, horse and <laughs> the horse <laughs> 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 All right, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And of course, of course, go to uh, youtube.com slash inforunners that join their, their discussion. They have, we, we, I'm there sometimes. They don't have merch yet. Yet. They don't have merch yeah, yet. Merch. And Nubifier just showed up. So Nubifier, uh, make sure, just, just so you know, I don't know if he's made this announcement. He's going to be streaming soon. The Numifier is going to be streaming. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you're going to have to go watch the Noobify stream. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to have to do a collab with him because I'm starting yes, too. Cause so, yeah. Execute. Let's we'll have Execute and Noobifier. The, we don't know what, what the fuck we're doing stream. Uh, yeah, neither of them stream. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, all right, at, thank you so much for, for, for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, um, to comment down below with your own questions and your own comments on our stuff. I always do. I, I notice it sound like it, but I do read every comment. I don't necessarily comment on everything, but I do read every comment. Um, you so also delete nice several. I do delete a lot. Um, so don't be, don't be a dick. <laughs> don't, be, don't be a dick. Um, I, I do find that sometimes making controversial statements on streams is, or, or on videos is a great way of, of pulling out the people who, who should not be commenting on videos and uh, going, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all engagement. Yes, it is. Clever. Um, uh, so, anywho, thank you all so much for joining us. Like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. There you go.